Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. All right, so if you told me that, hey, you know what, Doc, that artificial intelligence stuff you're talking about, changing medicine, I'm not here for it. Like, I don't watch enough Terminator movies, and I want nothing to do with it. It ain't going to happen. I, You know what? I may listen to you. But if you're about to tell me that social media has nothing to do with how medicine is practiced today, and more importantly, has not only affected the way patients take in their health information, but how physicians and healthcare providers present said information, then we're just going on two different paths. There's really nothing I can do. I'm not here to argue with you. Today, I'm going to give you five points. And after these five points, if you don't sway on my team to say, yeah, you know what? Social media definitely has played a factor in the practice of medicine, then I don't know what is, right? So just stick with me, right? Five points, five quick points. I'm going to get you in. I'm going to get you out. But let's. I think we need to talk about it because I would be remiss to talk about how artificial intelligence is playing a role in medicine and not talk about the bread and butter social media, especially if you're watching this on my YouTube channel or you're listening to this on my podcast. Like If you're absorbing this media through any one of those types of channels or you see a clip somewhere I posted on TikTok or Facebook, then I don't know what to tell you, right? So Again, give me give me some time. Give me a little time. I'm going to get you out of here. Give me some time to convince you how social media has played such a significant factor in the way we think about the practice of medicine, right? So I want to talk about number one, right? Let's talk about how social media has become this platform for doctors to share medical information, but more importantly, be able to connect to other healthcare providers, let me tell you, let me, there was a long time ago, it's, it seems like ages, there was a long time ago, if I wanted to know what a doctor at Harvard, what a doctor at John Hopkins was thinking, I had to wait till they came out with some type of research paper and I read about it in one of my journal magazines. In the year 2023, guess what I can do? I can go to their TikTok page, I can go to their Twitter page, I can go to their Facebook, I can read their personal blog. The act of being able to reach out and touch someone, right, has has allowed healthcare professionals across the board to be able to kind of take in information at lightning speeds, right? Again, I would be remiss, right? And now because I can reach out and just again DM a person, message a person, now my personal I guess network connection has increased tenfold. This is something that did not and would not have happened without social media. I wouldn't know the doctors out of John Hopkins, the doctors out of Harvard, the doctors out of, you know, yeah. I wouldn't know any of those healthcare providers if not for the fact that social media has made it so easy and so readily accessible that, like, they're right there, right? Again, so, so that's just kind of one, right? That's kind of a building block on how the healthcare providers are able to use it. And more importantly, and I'll talk a little bit about this later, but because I'm, I have access to them and they have access to me, guess what? We're able to stay much more up to date 
on the latest health information. When I think about COVID, when I think about how the information spread like wildfire, it was the healthcare providers on the front lines providing the most credible information. I used to sit in clubhouse rooms listening to virologists, um, uh, immunologists, like scientists, just listen to them speak and just gaining a, a wealth of information that I would have had to go to some conference to do. And now because of social media, right in the palm of my hands, while I'm taking care of my kids, I can do it. So that's one, right? So again, I told you, stick with me. I got four more. Just stick with me. I got four more ways to kind of, again, easy one to my team as far as how social media is done, right? I think the perfect example is what you're experiencing right now. Social media has allowed me and other healthcare providers to educate and to engage their pay, their pay, their patients and help them better understand and manage their healthcare conditions. One of the reasons why I said, you know what, I want to go on social media. In fact, because y'all, if y'all know the origin story, I appreciate y'all, love y'all for y'all longtime listeners and watchers. But you know that I started out writing a blog in medical school. It wasn't a great blog, but it was a blog. And then I went and I started doing videos on Facebook, right? And lo and behold, someone says, hey, you know what? I love your videos on Facebook. Needs to be an audio. Boom, here comes the podcast. Like that was the origin. But the goal was always say, hey, you know what? I can't just keep speaking to my patients in my office. Yes, I love speaking to them, but there were so many other people that I knew needed access and information that I could provide. How could I do so? Sorry to break your concentration. I know you were probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10. And make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So I've been able to use social media for a better part of almost a decade plus. Like it's been that long using some form of social media to be able to not only reach out to people who I would never reach out to. I look at some of my like, you know, my back end stats. And I see that there's people in different countries listening to me. There's people in different parts of the state living, listening to me in the state of Florida. There's people in different parts of the country listening to me. Like my reach, thankfully, again, I don't, I don't have a big reach, but my reach, uh, at least let's knock on wood, I don't have a big reach yet. My reach has gotten so much that worldwide people have heard me talk about a medical topic. And I didn't have to leave my room for it. Like you can't get anything better than that. Because of social media now, as physicians, we can use it to help promote healthy lifestyle habits, help prevent, promote preventative care. And more importantly, now guess what? We have allowed patients to be able to ask their questions. But more importantly, and you know me, Empire Center for Better Health, receive credible answers. There was a time where if a patient had a question, they went on the internet, they typed something, and whoever Joe Blow was would spit them an answer. Like, that's how it used to go. But fortunately, we smartened up and we got online as well. We joined the social media landscape as well. So now, when you go to search, you know, hey, I got a headache, 
hey, you know what, what's my blood my blood pressure is this number, what should I do? Now you have credible healthcare providers on the other side saying, hey, this is what I recommend. This is what I've dealt with. A lot of you have been here from the beginning and I talk about patient case after patient case to give you an idea saying, hey, this is what you can do and this is what you should not do based off your clinical presentation. And you guys love me for it, which I appreciate it. But I wouldn't not be able to do this without social media. So again, again, that's number two, right? Like I've said so much, but that's number two, right? Again, I got three more that I get. I know that I think once I get, once I get to number four, you're going to be like, all right, I'm ready to join the team. You know, Dr. Barry, I don't know what I was thinking. Clearly, social media has a significant hold on the way we practice medicine and a significant hold on the way I treat myself, right? Let's talk about how social media can be a useful tool for doctors to stay current, right? And I kind of tease this in our first because the fact that now I can reach out and reach out to a doctor at Yale, reach out to a doctor at uh, John Hopkins, reach out to a doctor at Harvard, or more importantly, I just follow their tweets or I read their blog or I follow the local nephrologist because I can now do those things. Guess what? I'm more up to date. I can't. I mentioned from a clubhouse perspective, because I was in clubhouse, I constantly stay up to date on the latest health information. I'm never behind because anytime something changes, I go run to clubhouse. I go run uh, to uh, my Twitter. I go run to my TikTok because I know some healthcare provider out there, if it isn't me, is going to give much more credible information and keep me up to date. So then guess what I do, right? I cheat, y'all. I cheat a little bit. Don't tell them. I turn around and get the information that they done told me, and then I go to teach in my audience because I understand that my audience may not listen to the healthcare provider because sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes they're kind of dry, you know, it is what it is, right? But they're medicine, they're docs, they're my colleagues, so I, you know, I love them for it. But sometimes they go too hard on the medicine, and I know a lot of my audience ain't gonna, ain't there for that. So I'll go learn from what they told me, and then I go tell it to my audience, right? That's a little cheat sheet for uh, 2023 if you guys are trying to figure out how does Dr. Barry, you know, stay up to date. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre with another commercial break for the Lunch and Learn community members. If you've been asking, hey, you know what, what can I do to get more involved with the Lunch and Learn community? What can I do to get more involved with Dr. Barry? I got something for you. This year, we have launched the Lunch and Learn Patreon community where you get access to a private Discord, access to live Q&As. Depending on the tier you select, you can even become a producer on the show and choose your next topic that you want to hear and even suggest guests. So I want you to do right now after listening to this episode, of course is join me at drbarrypierre.com slash Patreon. Check out the different tiers and join me in our private Discord today. And I kind of mentioned this again. I, I This obviously with the pandemic has been a much more significant factor. Before, when I used to have to go to medical conference, I used to have to go to medical conference, meaning if a conference was in California, I used to have to go to California to get latest information. If a conference was in New York, I used to have to go to New York. If it was in South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, I used to have to go there. But because of the way social media has like really morphed our way of thinking and our way of teaching, 
on social media. I can be I can be on TikTok following someone who's in the lecture, who's providing up-to-date information and notes as the lecture is going on. In fact, usually the presenter will say, hey, if you're going to post this on social media, you've heard this term, use this hashtag to make it easier for someone to come around and say, you know what, this is what you should be doing. Like, I love it, right? I absolutely love uh, to see what social media has done, and it's made it so much easier to learn. And that's why I tell people, right, empower yourself for better health, because you almost have no option and no choice but to learn. Like, everywhere, I, at least me, everywhere I go, I have to learn. Every app I open, I'm following people who are constantly teaching me, and thankfully, I teach, so sometimes they grab from me. And then teach it to them, right? It's And that's the goal. Because I understand that I can't speak to everyone. I wish I could. I can't speak to everyone. But for the people who I can't speak, I'm going to make that difference for my audience. And guess what? For them, they're also going to make a difference for their audience, y'all. Again, that's just three, right? That's just three reasons. Again, if you're not with me on this boat of the social media train and how it's such a, a, a significant driver in the practice of medicine. I don't know. All right, stick with me. Stick with me. Social media can also be used for what we know it as telemedicine. How many of you guys have had to take a half day, a full day off just to go to a doctor's appointment, just to sit into that doctor's waiting room uh, because the doctor double books so you're like 30 minutes behind? You miss half a day, so you miss money. And then by the time you get to the doctor, off uh, when you actually get to the doctor's room, guess what? You're only there for like 10 minutes because they got to get to the next person. So you're in and out so fast that you don't even have time to like digest that you were just at an appointment. So you lost money because you had to go to the doctor's appointment. You lost money because you had to pay for that doctor's appointment. Right? You're stuck in traffic. You're mad at the world. All of these different things there. Guess what social media and technology has got us to the point where now we do telemedicine. So now we're sitting in the comfort of our home. And in those who caught last week's episode, I kind of mentioned this. Telemedicine has played such a significant role in getting people much more compliant to seeing their doctor. A lot of people... Because of the scenario I just described, they don't want to go see their doctor. Think about that. Because they understand, doc, I do not have the ability to sit there and miss a whole half day or even a whole day of work and pay the doctor only to sit in his office or her office for 10 and 15 minutes and be booted out so quickly before I can answer all of my questions. No. I'm going to do this from the comfort of my home, and I know a lot of people do it too. I'm going to do it from the comfort of my job. I'm going to say, hey, I need to take about 15 minutes. I have a doctor's appointment real quick. I'll be right back. And you go in the back room while you're working. Hopefully, you take a break, but what it is what it is. But you get to be able to take advantage of it, right? That's what social media has done. That's what technology, again, that marriage of technology has gotten us to. Um, in, in that regards, right? Because now we can do, uh, you know, our virtual checkups, right? Now we can do, uh, let's think about this. Not only is it on the flip side where now you can check in with your doctor via telemedicine. Guess what? Because of social media, now I can check in on you. I can follow up on you and say, how are you doing? I can follow up on you, making sure your blood pressure is controlled, your blood sugar control. All of these things, the remote monitoring, everything else kind of happens both ways, right? So it's again, just a lovely aspect and that was one, right? But 
I know I got some contrarians, right? I know I got some contrarians who are going to say it's not like social media is all roses and smell great. That's not the case, Doc. And I'm not going to lie and tell you that it is. Because I know that some of the negative effects associated with social media is access, right? In regards to now that you're on social media and you can just type, hey, I have a headache. Guess what? You can have people who are have factual information for you. But even worse, you have people who may not have as factual information for you. I mean, this COVID-19 pandemic is like the best example. You do a search for COVID-19, you are going to find what you're looking for. If you say, hey, the COVID-19 was a hoax, guess what? You're going to find people talking about it was a hoax. Hey, COVID-19 was man-made disease. You're going to find people who say that. Hey, COVID-19 vaccine doesn't work. You're going to find people who say that. That's kind of the this you know the give and take that we have to give when we're dealing with social media, that we understand that, yes, there's going to be some negative roles. But fortunately, and I do say fortunately, because you have people like me, people like content creators across my social media platforms, whether I'm on TikTok, whether I'm on YouTube, whether I'm on Facebook, whether I'm Clubhouse, because of those content creators who are there and in numbers and are making a step to be loud about it, because that's more important. Before we used to be, we used to be quiet like a church mouse, y'all. We used to be quiet and we used to allow misinformation and disinformation just fester on out there. See the MMR vaccine. That thing has been debunked for like two, almost three decades now. And we are still dealing with the effects of a false campaign from the MMR vaccine. We're to this day. To this day, I mean, there was an there is as we speak, there's an a measles outbreak going on in Ohio as I speak. 2023, depending on when you're watching this or listening to this on the podcast. 2023, we're dealing with a measles outbreak. 2023, we're dealing with the effects of misinformation associated with an MMR vaccine that we debunked like two plus decades ago. But because we weren't loud in the debunking, those who spread the misinformation, disinformation are out there and we're out there allowed to prosper. And now when I talk about the year 2023, we're talking about having a measles outbreak, uh, a disease that it was essentially wiped out when the vaccine was around. But because more and more people um, decided to forego the vaccine for because of uh, documentaries or falsehoods that they continue to read and watch. Here we are. Right. So, again, I understand that that's issue, right? So again, you can have this information um, problems, right? You can have the harassment of not only patients but of uh, providers as well. When I first started out on Clubhouse, I remember, I remember that used to have people who did, clearly did not know what they were talking about would bully panelists and yell at them and scream at them and threaten them just because they were doing their job in educating the masses. Like that, they yelled at them, they screamed at them, they forced people to go away from social media. I have colleagues right now, I still can't get on social media because of that fear alone. So again, I'm not here to tell you that it's all roses, but I'm here to tell you that social media has played such a drastic role in the way we have become a community. Because before, medicine was very disjointed. How they used to practice in Northeast, how they used to practice in the Northwest, how they used to practice in the South was much different. 
But because I now have access to folks in the Northeast, folks in the West, folks in the South, folks down down the street from me, folks in a different country, because I now have access to those people, guess what? I'm able to get the information that is needed for the patients who need it. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, right? Again, I am a byproduct of the importance of social media. If Again, I'm the perfect example of how you can use social media for good. And trust me, I'm not alone. There's a lot of my colleagues who are using social media for good. And it's, again, it's probably been one of the best things to happen in medicine. And more importantly, it's been one of the best things to happen in medicine for the patient and for the doctor, right? Like that's, again, I, I can't say it enough. That's why I had to dedicate a whole episode if you're not on my team by now, I don't know what it is. Drop again, if you're on my YouTube, drop it in the comments. Let me know whether you're you're on team me and pro social media or you're on team the other team and you're still against social media and you're just going to like close your eyes while social media kind of envelopes around you cuz it's happening. It ain't going nowhere. It's here. It's here to stay and more and more people are continuing to buy it at it. And Join me for a private discussion in our Patreon group. You know, uh, the, the link is Dr. Barry Pierre slash Patreon. Join us for a private discussion where we talk about um, our episodes uh, in better detail. I, I Depending on your Patreon level, I answer questions uh, that you may have. And guess what? If you're, if you're on our higher tier of Patreon level, you can uh, be an associate producer which means that not only can you listen to the live Q&As, but guess what? You can also uh, be a, a part of our next topic of discussion. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? I don't know. That's just me, right? Again, stay tuned. Uh, next week, we got another amazing episode for you. Again, we're just talking about like all of the changes of medicine. We're not even getting into the nitty-gritty diseases right now, but I just want to make sure you guys are aware to see what's happened with you. I'm Dr. Barry Pierre, and I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist like always remember to subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review and more importantly share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today again so appreciative of all you guys' support see you guys next week